It's Thursday, June 3, 2010. The latest on the BP oil disaster. Uh, for the first time in a couple of days, I have some good news. We have just cut the riser pipe off the lower marine package. Progress on cut and cap. The time has come once and for all for this nation to fully embrace a clean energy future. The president calls for a clean energy economy. Plus, oil reaches the beaches of Mississippi and Alabama, and dumb things people say about offshore drilling. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. There's no one who wants this thing over more than I do. You know, I'd like my life back. Hey, billionaire BP CEO Tony Hayward. I bet those 11 dead rig workers, untold numbers of sea animals, and thousands upon thousands of people who have lost their livelihood on the Gulf would like their lives back, too. Hey, Tony, this is your Green News Report. Today's Green News Report is sponsored in part by Velvet Revolution's Stop the Chamber campaign. Holding corporate criminals accountable. Please log on, sign in, and donate to StopTheChamber.com today. That's StopTheChamber.com. Okay, Desi Doyen, day 45 of the Gulf oil disaster. There seems to be no end in sight. We're hearing talk now that this gusher could go on through Christmas depending on how things go. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Although Coast Guard Admiral Thad Allen announced that they were successful this morning in the first step of the so-called cut and cap procedure. Uh, the next step will be to put the containment cap over what's left of the riser pipe on the lower marine riser package uh, and start uh, seeing if we can move uh, gas and oil up the pipe, hopefully to start flaring off gas and start production later on today. But the cap will not be a tight fit, so some oil will continue to escape. Containing as much oil as possible is a good thing because right now it's estimated to be gushing at 33,000 gallons an hour, according to government estimates. Now, the only known permanent solution to stopping the gusher remains the drilling of those two relief wells, which can't be completed until early August and those almost never work on the first try. The Ixtoc spill in 1979 required several tries and took 10 months, and that was only in 150 feet of water. So that could lead us all the way through Christmas at this point if things don't go well with either the cut and cap or the uh, next step, the relief wells. Yes, and the relief wells are also risky. Now, if nothing works to contain the oil and it continues to flow unabated at current estimated rates by August, the total would be over 100 million gallons or only about three hours worth of fuel use in the United States. And how many Exxon Valdez spills will that be? Ten. Ten Exxon Valdez, and that's a conservative estimate. Yep. We also have to acknowledge that an America run solely on fossil fuels should not be the vision we have for our children and our grandchildren. In an extraordinary speech at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh yesterday, President Obama used the BP oil disaster in the Gulf to call on the Senate to pass stalled clean energy legislation. About time. Pittsburgh, I want you to know, the votes may not be there right now, but I intend to find them in the coming months. I will continue to make the case for a clean energy future wherever and whenever I can. I will work with anyone to get this done, and we will get it done. You know, we've been uh, very hard on Obama and the administration and the Democrats for not using this opportunity to really push for clean energy legislation. And I got to say, in that speech yesterday, it was great to hear him fighting, speaking up. He sounded like he was uh, fighting for uh, health care legislation. So let's hope that he means it here as much as he did for uh, health care insurance legislation. And the White House says that the real fight for clean energy legislation will begin after Wall Street financial reform legislation is passed. Well, that's fine. But I'm glad to hear Obama speaking up 
about it. Heard Barbara Boxer speaking up about it. Every damn Democrat in the Senate and the House ought to be speaking about it every day. In his speech, the president also pushed for ending billions in federal subsidies to the oil and gas industries. It's one of the most profitable industries in the world. Now contrast the president's speech with de facto Republican Party leader Sarah Palin. Drill, baby, drill! Of course, she had to weigh in. In a bizarre and truly Orwellian post on Facebook, Palin blamed the oil disaster on environmentalists, saying that extreme greenies forced oil companies to drill farther and farther offshore. (laughs) And she tried to rewrite history at the same time, pretending that her drill, baby, drill catchphrase meant only onshore drilling. It had nothing to do with offshore drilling, uh, except for these comments. And we will safely drill for the billions of barrels of oil that are warehoused underground, including our offshore sources. We will safely drill for the billions of barrels of oil that we have underground, including offshore. Drill, baby, drill. That's right. It also means safely tapping into our offshore sources, safely, environmentally safe. I'm a supporter of offshore drilling. Unbelievable. Her tweet said, uh, do you get it now, extreme greenies? As if she never mentioned offshore drilling at all. And it's as if they don't realize that, you know, we have this stuff on video. We can go back. We have the internets, and you can read about it on the internets at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. You can also follow us on the internets on the Twitter. You can download us on the iTunes, and you can listen to us on your mobile device on the Stitcher Radio. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. It's so good to go back in time. Now, media, try to get this right, okay? Okay.